Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Now he's making room. He gets to the 50. He gets to midfield. He gets to the 40. What an athletic display by Trey Ford. He's magic. He is the magic man of the Canadian Football League right now. He's got a line to the net. He'll come in. The shot scores! home for great stories, local heroes, and everything you need on the Oilers and Elks. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Playoff football tonight. The Eagles just kicked a field goal, their first promising drive of the game. Tampa Bay leading it 13-3 with 11-31 left in the second quarter. Earlier, the game that was delayed by the snowstorm yesterday played this afternoon in Buffalo and the Bills in control throughout to beat Pittsburgh 31-17. In the NHL, we got a lot of action today. Most of the games are already finished as it was a holiday in the United States. The Flyers in progress against the Blues leading it 1-0 in the second period. Going to the third, the Avalanche and the Canadians are in a 2-2 tie. L.A. snapping an eight-game winless skid, 5-2 winners over the Hurricanes. Vegas knocking off Nashville, 4-1. Minnesota pounds the Islanders, 5-0. Tristan Jari gets the shutout for Pittsburgh in a 3-0 decision over the Kraken, so their nine-game winning streak comes to an end. Seattle will be here on Thursday to face the Oilers. Ducks get by the Panthers, 5-4 in overtime. The Canucks settle for a single point in Columbus. Blue Jackets win it 4-3 in a shootout. Bruins blank the Devils 3-zip. Sabres blank the Sharks 3-zip. A lot of shutouts today as uh, it is Martin Luther King Jr. Day in the United States. Oilers and Leafs tomorrow right here on 6.30. Chet, it is 5.30 for the face-off show. The puck will drop at 7 as the Oilers go after their 11th consecutive victory. So it's uh, always a good vibe in the building whenever the Leafs come to town, but I think there'll be a little extra juice because of the Oilers' long winning streak. You know that there's going to be the Go Leafs, Go chant going back and forth with the Go Oilers, Go chant, or Here We Go Oilers, whatever fans choose to do tomorrow night. So uh, the, the players notice this. Uh, I don't know how much they notice it, but they certainly noticed some of it because Nugent Hopkins alluded to it today. And Nuge says, I got faith in oil country that they're going to be the louder group. As far as in the building, uh, we know our fans will be louder. Uh, they always are. And uh, you kind of want to put the other ones uh, to bed a little bit and uh, have a good game for, for the ones that show up for us. So uh, it's just going to happen when you, you play a team like Toronto or Montreal. So uh, it, it's definitely part of it. But as far as the game, we just want to keep the same mindset. Well, the Oilers' mindset has been a pretty good one lately, and uh, I'm sure it will be 
uh, a very loud and energetic arena tomorrow night. Uh, it's, it's it is always. I mean, really, to me, uh, the, you get some most of the Canadian teams. I would say, except for Ottawa. And if you are a Senators out fan fa- fan out there, I'm not trying to troll you. Just my observation. And, all, and this, I also base this on have for the last several seasons having done the faceoff show in Studio 99. So seeing fans come in with uh, other jerseys, the uh, jersey for the road team, and getting a sense of the energy in there. Generally, we don't get a lot of Ottawa, but we certainly get, I would say, Calgary, Toronto, and Montreal. We get the most of. Uh, Vancouver's usually fairly well represented. Um, Winnipeg usually fairly well represented. Not a lot of, I would say, Ottawa then lags after maybe somebody like Chicago or even Detroit or Philadelphia had a lot of fans there this year. We even see some L.A. I mean, don't forget, Wayne Gretzky and a bunch of Oilers did play for the L.A. Kings at one point. Uh, So that some people still have that uh, lingering fandom from there. But tomorrow, no doubt, There'll be a lot of Leafs fan, as in there will be a lot of very loyal and loud Oilers fans as well. So it's it's this season. I was just saying to Bob at the end of Oilers. Now we're not even at the halfway point. And look at everything that we've been through: the horrific start, the outdoor game, the coaching change, uh, a recovery under the new coach, and then a little bit like, oh, wait a minute, and then oh, you know, oh, it's going, it's going in the right direction. Ten in a row, wins in 18 of their last 21, and. I just wondered, uh, I've wondered in the past too, what it's like for Glenn Gullitson, one of the assistant coaches through all this, because he w- he came in the summer of 2018 to work under Todd McClellan, who then himself uh, was let go. So then Gullitson has uh, been under McClellan. He's been under Ken Hitchcock. He's worked with Dave Tippett. He worked with Jay Woodcroft, and now he's working with Chris Knobloch, and he remains on the coaching staff. So Chris Knobloch uh, didn't do the coaches' media availability today. He had some player meetings, so Gullitson came out and spoke and of course he's been a head coach in the past he knows how this all works but I I had to ask him what has this been like for you how adaptable have you had to be working under five head coaches we've had uh, five really good people in here so it's easy to make make the adaption and um, you guys know you guys been around it's not it's not like everything drastically changes it it, it doesn't Um, there's a few tweaks a few nuances that uh, some coaches emphasize that other coaches don't so it's it's small little tweaks but we've had really good people here so for me uh, over the last six years it's um, it's been hard emotionally if you want to get into that because you you grow tight when you're going to war with somebody all the time and you're battling and you're digging in you're having arguments and you're having laughs and you're going out for suppers and it's not easy when all of that ends um but that's the nature of our business but we've had really good people all right that's a little bit there from glenn gullitson on having been with the oilers through now five well i guess through four and in the process of the fifth one as an assistant coach certainly it's been going very well under chris doblock so I, I know how the fans react to the 10-game winning streak. For the most part, you're very excited. Maybe somebody out there isn't excited. I think most of you are excited, happy, maybe relieved after the bad start that the team is looking like the team that you thought the, they would be most of the summer. Uh, I think certainly a lot more optimism and excitement about the rest of the year. You hear how the players react to generally calmness there's certainly the acknowledgement that they've won 10 in a row that they knew about it but weren't dwelling on it they've expressed some surprise that none of the 1980s stanley cup teams ever won 10 in a row or more uh 
I know somebody was saying to me today, well, they didn't have overtime in the 80s. Well, they did for most of the 80s. It wasn't three-on-three. I mean, things are different. I mean, the goalies in the 80s weren't nearly as good, so we can go back and forth on that. This team's got the record. Full marks for doing so. But uh, hang on a sec, Kellett. Sorry about that, guys. I had to sneeze. I think I did. I get my mic off in time. You did. Uh, the uh, sneeze. saving the beauty. The uh, sneeze presented by Cougar Paint and Collision. Our family helping your family for forty years. So they're going to be thrilled to sponsor that. Um, so we've heard, you know, we hear from the fans, hear from the players about it. You know, Knobloch has talked about it a little bit, but I, I want to ask Gullitson, how, do the do the coaches? Do you take a moment to talk about this? Do you recognize it while it's happening? How, how have the coaches processed the ten game winning streak? Nauber acknowledged it before the game, but it wasn't emphasized, so I thought he did a good job with that. And what I liked most of the pl- about the players is that it wasn't uh, something that caused them any angst. They were, uh, they were just playing. They were in the similar mindset at 8, at 9, at, at, at 10. So for me, I really like that about our, our team. I think that we've really settled down in one goal games, up one, down one, late in games, going right back to Winnipeg, if you guys can remember that game. We've just had this real uh, real sense of, of calm um, in those tight games, which I think is a big change for us, for, for me over the last five years, is that uh, we've matured in that fact that we're very comfortable in one goal games. Uh, yeah, so he talked a little bit there about how they acknowledged the win streak record, and then he talked about the team being a lot calmer maybe than they were earlier in the season, and, and maybe that factors into why we saw so many mistakes and bad decisions and uh, games spinning out of control and you're falling behind by two, three, four goals instead of staying tied or staying within a goal, as we've seen here, especially on this recent road trip. So I thought that was an interesting answer there by Gullitson. Another big story for the Oilers is special teams, and it's not the power play, which quite frankly has been uh, percentage-wise a little underwhelming over the course of the win streak. Bouchard did get the game-winning goal on the power play in overtime in Montreal, so that was huge. They also had a power play late in regulation time and uh, weren't able to score the goal that could have got them the uh, the winning in regulation time, so the winning regulation time, so I thought that was interesting. The, the power play is still deadly, and I still like this power play a lot, <laughs> and I still think it's going to score some very big goals for the Oilers, but it's interesting that we're talking about a very successful run for the Oilers that isn't built around the power play. In fact, over the course of the 10-game winning streak, which started December 21st, the Oilers' power play is 17.9%, which is 21st in the NHL. So at the bottom of the middle third of power plays, yet they're racking up wins. To me, that kind of would have been unheard of in recent years. Hey, the Oilers got a bunch of wins. Well, they must have a 45% power play because they're not that great on the PK. They're not that great 5-on-5. Not this time around. Over the course of this winning streak, the Oilers' PK is 90.3%. And since November 24th, that was that win in Washington that started this 21-game run, it's 87.9%. Nuge was asked about the penalty kill today. Well, I think everybody's in sync. Uh, I, I think it, it definitely starts with uh, saves when we need them to. Um, I mean, the goalies have been so solid for us. Uh, there's always going to be chances on uh, the power play. That's just the way it is. Uh, there's a lot of good players out there. They're going to make plays, and uh, you need those saves when, when you, when, especially at big times of the game. But uh, I think we're just in sync right now. Uh, guys are playing together, reading well off each other, and anticipating. 
All right, so Nugent Hopkins, who's uh, usually paired with Derek Ryan on the penalty kill, his comments there on what the orders have done on that part of the special teams. That is uh, the or- the Oilers headlines for today. Of course, we'll continue to talk about them. Kelly Rudy is going to be on the show a little bit later on, presented by Sentinel Storage, Shop Canadian, Store Canadian. Head to sentinelstorage.ca. The Edmonton Elks with a very significant trade today. Now, they've got a good player coming in. Curly Gittens Jr. also get a seventh-round pick in this year's draft from the Argos. Gittens Jr. is a good player. Four seasons with the Argos. He is Canadian. They took him 23rd overall in 2019. He's 26 out of Wilford Laurier uh, or Waterloo Lutheran as it was called back when my uh, dad was going to the school when he was a much younger gentleman. Uh, Giddens Jr., 10 games this past season, did have a hip injury, so maybe a little bit of a concern there. Didn't play after September 9th. He was on the six-game injured list. His best season was in 2022. He had 1,101 yards. He was a CFL All-Star. He was the East nominee for best Canadian in the league. He lost to Nathan Rourke, who nobody was beating that year. Who was his quarterback this season, that season? McLeod Bethel-Thompson, who's now the quarterback for the double E. So that's something to remember. I think a pretty good player coming in who is Canadian and does have a rapport with the quarterback. Here's the side of the deal that you might not like. The Elks have given up Jake Ceresna, the 29-year-old defensive lineman, who this past season in 2023, I would argue wasn't just their best defensive player, might have been their best player. Because as we know, it was pretty sporadic on offense and some of the better offensive players weren't in their spots the whole season because of injuries or because of coaches' decisions. So the Elks trade, again, if not their best player, which I could argue he was last year, certainly a short list of their best players to Toronto for a Canadian receiver. Now, Canadians are valuable. Gittins Jr. uh, This is a big one to me. And Ceresna, 48 tackles. Uh, and second in the league, second in the league with 12 sacks. So that's a bit of a hole to fill. We'll see what Chris Jones finds on the D-line. There were some other promising players there last year. They tend to use a bit of a rotation, but Ceresna traded away and uh, coming in is Curly Gittins Jr. So that, this is this is interesting if you want to look at it from this standpoint. Now, we're a long way from the season. Free agency hasn't happened yet. There can be massive swings in the course of a season in football, as, as we've learned in the past. But their best defensive player has been traded, and maybe their most exciting and offensive player has been uh, moved down a spot on the depth chart. I'm talking about Trey Ford because they brought another quarterback. Kind of crazy how things play out. Happy to hear from you on the Oilers or the Elks or whatever else you want to talk about. 780-496-0063 is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. You can also email me, inside sports at 630ched.com. Back in a couple of minutes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Oh, hey, folks. 
Yeah, the Buccaneers looking good against the Eagles 16-3 with 4.51 left in the first half. Eagles starting relatively deep in their own end. Got a decent pass to get out to around their 40. I think we got an injured player on the play. But, uh, yeah, the, these games have not been close this weekend except for the one last night between the uh, Lions and the Rams. I, I guess, I don't know, I mean, Pittsburgh sort of hung around. They did get within seven at one point, but Buffalo was up big uh, in the first half and kind of always in control of that game. So, anyway, we'll keep an eye on this one for you tonight. Kellen Kennedy's in the control room. Kellen, how are you, sir? Doing good. The Oilers set a franchise record and you did not opt the game. No. You had the night off. I had the night off. Did you get to watch the game? I did, yes. Okay. <laughs> Just shortened to the point. Yeah. <laughs> it was a fun game to watch. I I, I quite enjoy games uh, from the Bell Centre there in Montreal. It's uh, definitely got a different ambience to it than anywhere else in the now, league. Now, when you watch the Oilers games that you aren't working, are you comfortable discussing this? Do you watch them at home with people? Uh, do you go out? What do you it, do? It's a mixture, yeah. It, it all depends on what's happening. So, of course, nobody was going out anywhere last weekend or this past weekend, so I stayed at home and watched <laughs> it. It was a good night to be, yes. Yeah, it was a good, good night to be inside. It was yes. a good night to be inside and watch the Oilers win their 10th in a row. And then just you could go to bed early, too, because it was a 5 o'clock game. Yeah. So you didn't have to stay up till. Although I fired up the PS5 and played some NHL 24. Oh, out of you were inspired games. by the Oilers to play some video game hockey. I did, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. 780-496-0063. What do we have? Oh, the real-life Oilers did better than I did. Oh, oh okay. Your video game team not not doing well. Not doing well. Might have no. to fire the coach. Uh, and the GM and everything else. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll start with the football stuff coming in here on the trade today that the Elks made. Uh, we'll start with Magic Mark text again. It says, how is Chris Jones still considered a good evaluator of talent? He traded a team's best defensive player for someone who will will be their third receiver at best. Don't get me wrong. I do think Gittens is a good player, but he's not worth giving up someone on Serezda's caliber. That's from Magic Mark. Well, it's never boring with Chris Jones, and uh, I'm well aware of the fact, because I hear it both on this show and in my life away from the radio, that uh, there are a lot of people who uh, have lost any sort of uh, tolerance for Chris Jones. And after two 4-14 four seasons, I get the criticism. Um, th- th- this is this is a big trade. Uh, I mean, you're giving up a very good player. Again, I do think Gittens is good, and I do think he's going to help on offense. Uh, but a coach who has sort of built his reputation on defense it is sort of surprising that he would trade Sereza. Does he have something else up his sleeve? Is he confident in, you know, Noah Curtis or uh, Jamin Pelly being healthy this season? All fair. As someone I, I, whose opinion I trust about football also said to me, Reed, the Elks' weakness on defense was their run defense, and Serezna is not as good against the run as he is against the pass. That's the opinion I got from somebody else. So, yeah, but I, I'm I'm not surprised to get uh, to get a message like that, given how it's gone for the Elks in uh, this tenure under Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. Other side of the coin from Hans text again tonight says, love the move to bring in a receiver who already has a connection with MBT. Uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson, henceforth known MBT for people new to the CFL game or to the Elks. Uh, they also use a rotation on the defensive line so you can re- replace Serezna by committee. That's from Hans. Uh, they do rotate on the defensive line. I'm not sure you replace Serezda by committee because he got 12 sacks, but I understand that sentiment. Um, 
I get like the previous texter said Gittins Jr. will be their third best receiver. I'll tell you what, if you got a Canadian as your third best receiver, that that's pretty good. I, uh, I what Ka Gavin Cobb would have been the Elks' third best receiver last year, or their best Canadian receiver last year, who wouldn't have been their third best receiver. So if you got a good Canadian in your top four, that does help. It does help with the ratio for sure. Anyway, both interesting texts. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Kelly Rudy on the Oilers' win streak. On win streaks, he was a part of. And did he think Drysaddle's goal on Saturday night should have been disallowed for goalie interference? By the way, the Eagles get a touchdown, and then because of a penalty, they get to try the two-point convert from the one, and the brotherly shove fails. It's 16-9 for the Bucks.